Secondary. Heroes. Secondary. Short. Honey, where's my super suit? No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. Killer boots, man. Dodson, Dodson, we've got Dodson here. Get it right or pay the price. Great Scott. Pizza dude's got 30 seconds. Give the audience a quit. The pleasure's all on this side of the table, trust me. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Secondary Heroes Podcast. It's time for our super special edition that focuses on The Mandalorian Season 2. We're starting off with Episode 1. Beware, there's going to be spoilers. This is your host, Trevor, and joining me as usual is... Hey, guys, it's Prague. On a speeder bike, this is DeLorean Wolfgang. So, again, Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 1. Spoilers. If you haven't watched it yet, or if you care about spoilers, proceed accordingly. Yeah, or pause this and come back after you've watched the episode. We'll wait. We'll wait. And welcome back. All right. What'd you think? Hi. Yeah. So, my goodness. Do you want to do like a little spoiler, like not spoiler free? review of the episode first just kind of yes overall thoughts. i like that okay. spoiler free review right. and then we'll dive in minute yeah. by frame by frame and go into painstaking analysis of the shine off of mandalorian's helmet Ooh, i like it <laughs> wipe that best scar off his smile oh, <laughs> proceed fellas <laughs> so who wants to start with their overall take um Overall take, I think, is kind of what we were expecting, which isn't necessarily a good thing. I had fun with the episode overall. It just wasn't anything exciting and new for me. I had a lot of fun. I don't think that it was the greatest episode ever. I've been so I listened to a bunch of podcasts of other people kind of reviewing it. And everybody pretty much said that this was the greatest episode they've ever seen of a star wars anything and mm, i would not too. i, I don't know if i would agree with that um i think it was very fun i think it was very cool some of the introductions i also liked uh some of the newer characters that we get to meet uh but i'm not i'm not going nuts over this one i i really enjoyed it i i'm excited for the season but i i think there's definitely a lot more to come for me, if you take this episode by itself, it's grand spectacle. Like, oh my God, sure. there's a great yeah. scale to everything. It's a ton of fun. It's entertaining for the whole thing. But it's not really, there wasn't really any plot or storyline. It fits into the monster of the week idea where Mandalorian's going to yeah. go to a new planet. He's going to have to yeah. do something and he's going to complete it in an hour. Which I yep. thought was weird for a opening episode to a season. Yes. Right. Yeah, this feels like episode four. Right. As That's I was watching like. it, I immediately, like, right once the monster in the show shows up, I immediately said, well, this mm-hmm. is now just a monster of the week. Yeah. Like, they, That's they exactly what I said, too. I was yeah. like, um. Like, wait wait a second. Hold on. <laughs> I mean, it's, like, it's not like I, I didn't like the concept of it. It was like the concept was fun. You get to meet this new sheriff. He happens to be wearing, you know, the Boba Fett outfit. And it's like, oh, are we now going into show, spoilers? Are we good? A little bit. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Spoilers. Uh, you're, if you're listening, you're probably no, that there's spoilers. But yeah, the, the aspect of the show itself, yeah, is fun. But it's just weird for an opening. I would have expected some kind of exposition on 
hey, we're trying to find, you know, Baby Yoda or the child's, you know, home planet. None of that. <laughs> it's just like, well, no, I'm on that, this planet now. Well, no, he that's what they were doing at the beginning. He had right, to find. Th- that's the excuse they get to use each right, week of going to a him. planet he's gonna go right. and get this information oh, right. okay. oh now i need to go get this information it's a whole like scavenger hunt and he has to have a task each scavenger hunt place that makes sense i must have not paid attention during that part but do you not feel like they're gonna probably spend a few episodes on tatooine though oh yeah it feels there will like be a few. Might- yeah, they they're probably gonna spend a lot more i don't think that he's gonna be bouncing it might not from be planet to planet yeah, as i think i think he will be no, he'll be bouncing back and forth, but I don't know if necessarily the next episode will be on Tatooine. Yeah. But there'll be a few, I think, on the planet, for sure. Because we love Tatooine so much because they have two sons, and oh, we have never seen this before. <laughs> hey, it's Luke Skywalker's home. <laughs> I mean, there's how many planets in the Star Wars universe? Let's just focus on Tatooine over and over and over again. Hey, Trevor, <laughs> it's because they can film it in California. <laughs> Oh, a lot of it is convenience. <laughs> yes. Let's, let's, let's tell Absolute you. Absolute really convenience. Easy. Yeah. You gray out the sky and just put, you know, a bunch of dirt on the floor. Perfect. That's done. We're ready to go. Film. <laughs> <laughs> Turn on a fan. Okay. We're good. Um, but no, yeah, a lot of it is Surprisingly, surprisingly in this episode, not a whole lot of Baby Yoda. For it being the Baby Yoda show, not a whole lot of Baby Yoda. That's actually one of my, my critiques that, of this that's episode. That's one of my I didn't get enough. Too. Oh, my, my critique's on the opposite end. Oh, It feels like somebody came in, like some Disney executive came in to Jon Favreau and he's like, we need more Baby Yoda. So every single sequence in the entire show, we need to flash to him. Every, like he, has, he almost was the kid watching a reaction video. Look, here's Baby Yoda's face. Oh, Mandalorian done something. Look, Baby Yoda. And he doesn't, he doesn't play a part in the entire show, but they showed him as one frame. I don't know how many times. It was countless number of times. No, I agree with you there. No, I wanted more Baby Yoda, but maybe more Baby Yoda actually doing things. I yeah. should have clarified. Um, but I felt the same way. I felt like it was he was shoehorned into the episode every time you see him. Yeah, they felt like, like oh, they shoot. just added Oh, shoot, we forgot to show Baby Yoda. Hurry, pan to him. Quick, quick, quick. Because they could have just kept Baby Yoda on the ship the whole time. Or yeah, he kept had him, no purpose kept in him this with episode. Amy Sedaris. Yeah. I thought they were going to. I'm like, oh, okay, here's Amy Sedaris. We're just going to leave the baby with her. The episode makes sense. Okay. I don't know why you wouldn't have him be part of the episode, but okay. Then they shot. He's with them. Like, what? When did this happen? All of a sudden, like, he's just standing here. Her? He's standing there. Oh, take care of the child for no reason. Let me put right. the child in danger for no reason. Yeah. Why is the child going? Okay. Hold on. Should <laughs> right. We, should we now just jump into the episode? Oh, yes. Because, Let's do yeah, it. We're in. Let's do it. Okay. We just because we we get often where we distract ourselves. If you want to go in order of the show or the bigger things, and they kind of meld themselves, so it's just it's up to you guys. Well, it's just funny because we were like, "Hey, let's do spoiler free." <laughs> Boba and then Boba Fett's armor did get in. Oh shoot! Okay. I mean, it's kind of all over the internet by this point, but oh, for sure, yeah, yeah. But um, and if so you're we, listening to this, you most likely watched it. Should we yeah, start? You're, then, you're a Mandalorian fan. Yeah. Well, how about this? Since um, that wasn't the happiest of ways of talking about the episode, do we want to talk about the stuff we'd liked first? What worked? Or we can just go in episode. order of the minutes and we'll find out what's or good and bad do... as we're going. I don't work that way, but if you want to work okay. that way, you'll have to start sure, the He took notes. <laughs> <It's fine>. so... <laughs> Let's I go jump off all over, the good okay. notes. 
Uh, I took notes of the Babadook, and you guys just wanted to bounce around all over the place. I love bouncing around all over the place. But yeah, we can go ahead and order. Okay. It's opening shot. Yeah, opening shot. John Favreau, directed by. Yeah, it's just like episode one of season one, where you have almost, it's like a bar scene, but now it's an arena scene. But it's the same kind of thing, and they emphasize practical effects of the Gamorrean guards who are fighting, and the guy that he has to meet with for information, and then we get to do him get to see him do badass Mandalorian things where he gets to shoot the rockets and then he throws that awesome knife at the guy and it's really cool it's a whole thing baby Yoda closes himself in the little cocoon Uh, thing and flies off and that's a whole fun little sequence I'm gonna pause you there though because him walking to that little seed because he's walking through this seedy area to get into yeah there's graffiti everywhere and there's graffiti everywhere that took me out of the scene because now I'm sitting here thinking well there's now a planet that's got a Walmart where people can go buy spray paint and well, they're spray it, painting the walls. I mean, it's essentially a shout out to Rebels because Sabine does all kinds of street art. That's what Sabine does. And she has all kinds of spray paint. And so it's a shout out to that because it's all anti-Empire graffiti. Like, you know, it's stormtroopers with X's on them and all kinds of various things anti-Empire. Right. I, I, I guess for some reason, like I'm imagining I'm imagining a space f- battle galaxies away at a time long, long ago. And here all I can see is spray paint on the walls. And it looks like if you go to a tunnel in New York. I can see that. I did. It didn't take me out of it, but I definitely paid attention to it. Like it was something different for me to see in live action Star Wars. I think it works better in animation mm-hmm. for whatever reason. I think you're just kind of more like allowing it in that realm. Whereas, yeah, it's a design kind of, aesthetic like, too. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a very big design aesthetic. So to see that in the Mandalorian, which doesn't really have that look, it was kind of jarring. I think, for right. sure. Yeah, yeah. And you get to see and like C three PO in there and stuff. I'm like, oh, that's a that's a C three PO in the the wall and. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So th- that was just my take on that. That's why I didn't. That was just one of the a few reasons why I didn't give this just an absolute glowing review, because there were certain little things like that that would take me away from the story. Yeah, I, I feel you there, though. That, I, that's I, an interesting balance, too, because that sequence, they really heavy emphasize practical effects. And then later on, some of the things that take you out go against that. Like, we know what you guys are capable of. We've seen it. You've explained it in the documentary. And then you're like, hey, we still can do stupid CGI stuff. Don't worry. Yeah, I know. And it's weird. It's a weird juxtaposition. Yeah. Well, and then let's go into the the actual like fight that's in the ring. That also took me away because it felt very clunky and very slow and not. I don't it could have it could have been more exciting. It didn't seem very exciting at all. It was like two guys in giant suits trying to fight each other with their swords. To me, it felt more like it felt, it didn't feel like star Wars it felt like people were dressed up in star Wars outfits at like LARPing. a local <laughs> yeah, LARPing really. That's what it felt like. It felt like he walked yeah. in on some abandoned warehouse and people were dressed up in costumes, but didn't have that look and feel right. of star Wars it was just kind of weird. I mean, I enjoyed the scene actually. I thought it was a great action scene. The whole, the whole Absolutely, way it went down, yeah. but yeah, it just didn't feel like Star Wars. I was like, all right. And then the, to me, it even... did feel like Star Wars, but it felt like the prequels. It almost looked like okay. I could have seen it taken straight out of episode one or two in the way that there was a lot of white and a lot of unnecessary yes. empty space. 
And that's yeah. why that's, those clunky things too. really are jarring in that sequence. And I have a feeling yeah. we're going to reference the prequels a lot in this episode. <laughs> I'll just say it right now. Dave Filoni has a hard on for George Lucas. And in the making of documentary, he went and told, he said, I'm going to be on the George Lucas cross. And he said why George Lucas is an absolute brilliant mastermind and creating the prequels. And everyone who doesn't like him is stupid and wrong. That's essentially what he said in the making of. And this episode was yeah. him saying, hey, look, if you didn't watch that documentary, here's me showing it in the actual sequence of our, the show we're creating. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, but <laughs> did it so much but, yeah. better in this show. But anyways. <laughs> Well, but, he's a um, better director. So yeah. Mandalorian goes to talk to this Cyclops creature who I didn't know this, but he was played by John Leguizamo. And mm. so I wanted to bring this up when we got to the Amy Sedaris part, but you talked about it in our preview that you don't mm. like seeing them. But I was like, well, what if they did it where you, they just lend their voice? And this is what works where exactly. you bring in people and you don't know them. And it just that's how you bring people in. I it had totally no worked. idea that that was John Leguizamo until uh, the end I credits. Learned, until <laughs> after, yeah, it's totally bonkers to me. Then uh, he did a great job. He was—I mm-hmm. mean, you could tell that he was a bad guy. I mean, the whole that whole thing was, yeah, dude's a bad guy the whole time. So, anyways, yeah, yeah. I like that inclusion <laughs> a lot. Yeah, and then you get the the great scene of. Uh, Baby Yoda pressing the button and hiding himself in his egg pod. So, yeah. yeah he's like, here, I showed up. Her. Now I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Beep. I was cute. Gone. <laughs> that was cute. <laughs> <to find. laughs> well, because he's floating around this, this seedy area looking at this big, the big pig monster fight. And Good there's morning, no guards. reason, there's no reason <laughs> that he should have had the egg open to where Baby Yoda sees this pig monster fight. I don't think he cares what Baby Yoda sees, it seems like. Well, on the flip side, though, this guy is looking for Baby Yoda, that, who he's going to talk to. Right? Or, no, I guess he's looking for his armor, but Baby Yoda's part of mm. that. He leaves him open to be kidnapped so many times. So much. <laughs> oh, my God, so much. The dude's worth so much. Stop putting him in harm's way. <laughs> and stop flaunting him. Yeah. He's going to these seedy areas with... Hey, check it out. Hey, look at this bounty that I got hey, that I just, like, stole, right? yeah, that everyone wants. <laughs> This thing following me, check it out. All right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is strange that he puts him out in so much danger. Unless unless Mando thinks that he's such a badass that he can just like allow him to be out in the open. He's like, oh no, if Mando definitely to touch him, thinks that. And that he keeps it, getting away with it because it be? he's the protagonist of the show. <laughs> right. I know. <laughs> so that was cool. And we got to uh see some new some new Star Wars creatures like the red eye things in the dark. I mean, I don't think we ever really get to see those, but red eye things in the dark, always a creepy. Sorry. I enjoy that. That's yeah, a- <laughs> I enjoy seeing, seeing stuff like that. So that was a lot of fun for me. Yeah. And so that's our opening sequence. And then we have this weird flying sequence and they play this heroic music overture, which doesn't fit in with the soundtrack at all of season one or this episode. <laughs> I wrote it down. I was like, why is there this heroic music overture? That is completely different tonality than the entire mm-hmm. music of the show. I thought I was the only one who thought that. I was like, that was almost jarring. It like, is jarring because it, like, it's what just like, okay, wait, all right. I thought it was like a new intro to the show, but it was just a transition scene. I need yeah. to go back and rewatch that because I didn't even catch that. Didn't even. It wasn't awful. Even... It was just different. It was jarring. It, yeah. was, it took me out of it a little bit. So. Interesting. 
And then it's we right. get to land back with Amy Sedaris, and she has those annoying CGI droids, and they have slapstick droid humor, which wasn't funny in the prequels. Sorry, Dave Filoni, you don't need to bring it back. We don't need CGI droids who are goofy. That No, it's never worked. Just stop. But I the will say... Is, oh, go ahead, Prague. The problem is, people love that. People love those droids and that kind of humor. Like, really? obsessively. Like, most fans do. It's, it takes me I'm out surprised of how many people. <laughs> I'm surprised how many times I've heard people talk about how they like that stuff. I'm like, I guess I'm one of the few that does not like that style of humor. Well, it's funny. Like, for someone like me, I actually ignore that type of stuff. I, I usually I, try to, yeah. yeah I, but I'm saying it doesn't really that do it, it for me. It just, uh, yeah, because it's, it's a slapstick. It's almost like they put it in there for children, and sure. my eyes aren't uh, focused on that. I'm focused on what's, what else is happening in the scene because that's usually in the background where they're clunking type of stuff. So, and I, I will say this, CD, you bring a good point about like how you tune it out because you think it's for the kids kind of thing. And I'm the whole episode. I'm thinking if I were like eight or nine years old and I saw this episode, it would have been the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life, period. Like I would have right. eaten this episode up, watching it a million times. But I think as totally. an adult, I'm seeing it for its flaws or I want it to be something else or different or new or whatever. Right. Right. So there's two different mindsets. You know, I'm sure if I were a kid watching this, yeah, I would have absolutely loved this episode. So I'll give it that credit. And I, I might be feeling a little overcritical because I talk to you guys every week. So <laughs> you guys are starting making me see <laughs> more of the flaws. In but these just because flaws exist doesn't mean it's bad. It's the flaws that are no, annoying. No, right. Of course. And so what but we do. I, I, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Sorry. I, I, so I know in in uh, our episode where we talked about doing this whole thing with Mandalorian, and I mentioned the the comedians. Mm-hmm. I actually think Amy Sedaris character works. It's it's funny when I watched her this time around. Yeah, she had her few jokes, but you could tell that there was more of a rapport between her and Mando. Uh, Mando handed over Baby Yoda like, yeah, dude, get acquainted with the baby again, man. Hey, you know, who cares about the droids? Let them do their thing. It's almost like they now have a rapport and like that. I don't know. It was something kind of cool about it that I didn't feel like it was annoying that she was that comedian in a way. I don't know. Like the first time I saw her, I felt annoyed. Then I saw her this time and I'm like, Something feels right here. I think it's the familiarity now in the role rather than the familiarity of Amy Sedaris. Like now you get her relation to Baby Yoda and she knows instinctively that he doesn't like droids. And she was also more exposition heavy and kind of describing this episode. And she was on like she was essentially full on Princess Carolyn from Bojack. Like she was more rapid fire with giving information rather than these one liners to get laughs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And there's there's development there, too, which helped. Right. For sure. And I think yeah. that's that's what worked for me totally. But it was funny because, like, as soon as she came on, I'm like, we were just talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny. Well, and I, oh, texted she you guys. <laughs> I texted you guys. Oh, great. Ten minutes into this show and there's already yep. Amy Sedaris back. Yep. <laughs> yeah, there it is. And in that same right. sequence, though, we do get a fun little shout out. And so CGI shoutouts to the prequels will never be fun to me, but having R5 actually show up from A New Hope because they had to zoom in on the oil stain on the back where he actually fries so Luke gets R2. Just so you knew, in case you had no idea, you've never seen A New Hope. But I like fun little shoutouts like that always. I love R5. 
So yeah, I was happy to see R5. So I That's for sure. In in listening to some of the other uh podcasts talking about this episode, I thought it was kind of funny that they brought up uh kind of a little uh Gremlins reference about Baby Yoda where Amy Sedaris says if this thing is to ever not if it ever mates and has babies, if this thing ever sprouts other spawns of this type of thing. Mm-hmm. Almost like a little hey, don't feed this thing after midnight or don't get water on it or it'll sprout right, right. other little gremlins type of thing. I don't know. I thought that was kind of a funny little clever thing. So Nice. Yeah, I missed that line, but very nice. I guess I was distracted by Amy, but yes. I want to go back and rewatch that line. We, we also get to have the CGI rat creatures from the prequels because... <clears throat> here's more CGI prequel things. I wrote down each of them. There's three instances that just are so annoyingly <laughs> stupid. Actually, there's four instances. Damn it, dude. <laughs> yeah, anyway. those stuck out to me as well. I was like, yeah, there, there they are. just because there's rats. so much practical effects on this show. If like every like everything was CGI, like the Tuscan Raiders and the Banthas and Baby Yoda, they're all CGI. It works. Perfect. But when you sure. have this one CGI thing of all this practical effects, it stands out. It does. I yeah. agree. Unfortunately, yeah, true. the Banthas look so good. I love the design of the Banthas. Fantastic. <laughs> oh, my God. They look so good. Yeah. Anyways, so anyway, so he actually talks to Amy Sedaris and then uh, she gives him uh, coordinates to where nowhere different different di- different places on Tatooine that he mm-hmm. now needs to go check. And yeah. So what what does he do then? Then we get to go to the finally meet Timothy Oliphant wearing Boba Fett armor because we knew that was going to happen for like spoiler six months or so. The speeder bike, (laughs) man, he gets on the speeder bike and he travels, and then that's where you get your next Baby Yoda scene where ears are flapping and it's happy, like a dog. Yeah, all I wrote down was a lot more Baby Yoda unnecessary sequences. Yeah, that was it. Was another, (laughs) but that's the thing is like. It's what the people want. We need Baby Yoda smiling on a speeder bike. I guess there's That's already gift exists of that. But yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, you know, I, I so thought that too. As soon as I saw that scene, I was like, "Oh, that's the same scene we've already seen." Yep, That's weird. We've already okay. seen it before. <laughs> there it is. I mean, I love my myself some speeder bikes, but there's just something about way the way that they were done in the original that it's just you can't do it the same. It's not as cool. Yeah, I love them. It's not the same. Yeah. And so with I find it funny, though, that Timothy Oliphant, his probably best known role is from Justified, where he plays a marshal. He's literally a marshal exactly. and his character on The Mandalorian it's, is a marshal. Yeah. As soon as he <laughs> took the arm, arm off, I'm like, oh, no, that's where they, they cast him as. I knew he was being cast in this show. Yeah. I was like, oh, no. So <laughs> that's, I that's two on the nose. <laughs> but OK, I'm fine. <laughs> love this actor i love this actor but i can never remember his name and i yeah. always end up just calling him handsome man because he is he's very handsome he is a handsome man and everything that he does it's always like he's such a cool character every mm-hmm. time i ever see him and he was a cool character in this yeah, like he, he actually cool cared about the town that he was marshalling over like he was he cared enough to where he was like i don't need this armor i will give you this armor if you protect this town uh and i'll still hang out here for some reason when he could go anywhere he still just hangs out there um (laughs) but he was also in the show deadwood and Mm -hmm. 
I don't know if you guys caught this, but the bartender was the bartender in Deadwood. The bartender oh, in Mandalorian was yeah. also the bartender in Deadwood. He does. Yeah, because they, they had a lot of makeup on, but you can tell. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was a That's full so on funny. monster. So hilarious. OK, <laughs> all these aliens are monsters to me. Sorry, guys. <laughs> oh, monsters. You're a monster. I will say, though, that after that initial reveal of, of Timothy Elephant, um, I quickly got over it because, you know, they did a good job with his character and he's yeah. a great actor. So it was fine. They actually that. do set up his character, the Cobb Vance, because they show the backstory of mm-hmm. what he was doing during Return of the Jedi. And I like whenever the fun. show ties into the overarching timeline. Yes, that was a fun sequence. It was cool for me to well, see. It's funny to think that there's a bunch of people who are sitting in a bar watching, watching the Death Star watching blow the up Death on repeat. Star it's just like a little boom, <laughs> boom. Over and over, man. It's like winning the World <laughs> Series or something to catch at the end. <laughs> Not knowing that there's like something totally traumatic happening uh, with, a, with this boy and his dad and seeing his dad for the first time as right? a human and... And Don't then, you understand? Oh, let's, let's just explode that thing. <laughs> yep. Oh, uh, it's so good. And then they're doing the prep for the gunfight, and it's interrupted by a perfectly timed rumble. And I see it, and I wrote down, because I, I said this out loud, I was like, oh good, it's Tremors. And then it was Tremors. That was so good. Full on. <laughs> I think everyone thought that at the same time. Sarcastically. <laughs> go ahead, sorry, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to just say how sarcastic that it was Tremors. And then it actually was Tremors. Like when I first said it, I didn't hope that it was Tremors. <laughs> it would have been great if Marshall was actually played by Kevin Bacon. That would be way too ominous. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> <Okay. laughs> oh, too much. So, but then it becomes I mean, come doomed, on. So. Timothy's played the Marshall how many times? Yeah. I know. Anyways. Was... He does it well. Anyways, it was kind so, of fun. It was funny to see him with the armor on, though. I'll say that. Because you can tell, as soon as he walks guy, in yeah. with the armor on, you're like, that's definitely not Boba Fett. So yeah. what's the deal? What's going on here? You know, yeah. it just hangs differently on him. So you knew but, it was And that's him. the thing. That it's cool. like seeing the armor on these guys, but at the same time, the way that they shot it, it's, it's super cool. It's like such a Western. Like, th- this is obviously a full-on Western, this whole show. Uh, mm-hmm. But it just gave you those westerny feels, like, from the old-timey westerns, like, the, where the they also made the, show up. Well, they oh, made I the doorways, it. like, you know, the and when they're filming all those old-time westerns in the 50s, they made the doorways particularly small because a lot of actors are, like, 5'4 five, and 5'5. Five, five. Right. And so Timothy Oliphant's a relatively tall guy. That's why the Boba Fett stuff barely hangs on him. But he fills the whole door frame when he comes in, and that has that total. Mm-hmm. Like, they could have yeah. saloon doors if they wanted to. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool seeing that whole thing, man. It was I, I just really liked that whole scene. But I really liked that they ended up deciding to work together instead of destroying each other. Mm-hmm. Which tends yeah. to happen, right? On this yes. show. Yes. <laughs> they run into somebody every single the adversary. One, every, yeah, every oh, single we're person. friends now. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. So, so the Tremor monster come and welcome to your monster of the week. Yes. Yes. Crate Dragon. Monster of the week. Crate Dragon. Now we've mm-hmm. seen the crate dragon be skeleton before in another in one of the films. I don't remember what film it was, but there was a crate dragon skeleton. I believe a baby Jawas crate were, dragon. Oh, it was a baby crate dragon. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> was well, baby. it's cool that they brought you know brought it out and and 
the crate dragon looks awesome. Once he start, yeah, once we like, he doesn't look cool under the sand. It looks really bad, like the CGI yeah. of the sand moving and stuff. But once yeah. we get in and actually see him on the rocky parts later in the show, that is an amazing design. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Get close up character work. It's great design work and everything and actual practical effects. That's fantastic. But yeah, and that CGI part. We got to meet Jawas funky. again and their big sand crawler. And we get to see the scale of the sand crawler, which is always fun. Sand crawler is one <laughs> of the best it. things in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, I could just do watch that all day. <laughs> like this hanging out with these guys all day. Yeah, I love that. Seeing all the different like droids in the background and parts and stuff. Like, I love that. That's so much fun. And then in the practical. backstory of uh, Cobb, we get to see his old like gunslinger thing. And mm-hmm. we get to see him be more of a badass than Boba Fett in that like 30 right? second backstory <laughs> than the entire Boba Fett in two actual whole movies, which is amazing. <laughs> he actually uses really the amazing. rocket launcher just like Iron Man I does know. in 2008. Oh, hold on, hold on. Finally. You guys know that that whole thing, the rocket launcher is from the toy, right? Yes, That's we know. awesome. We're nerds. We know. Yeah. <laughs> Well, no, I'm just, I'm excited about that, too. Well, no, just, actually, but he really actually cool. uses it. It doesn't just sit back there. He actually, right. we get to see him use it, and it's that same exact John Favreau-directed sequence of Iron Man. It was like a wink and a nod to the camera yes. is what it was. I loved how <laughs> the one, I saw on Twitter, Eagle Eye fans see this shout-out to Iron Man. I was like, you don't have to be Eagle Eye. It was the whole yeah. screen. It wasn't like some thing in the top right corner. <laughs> right. <laughs> Are you one of the hundreds of millions of people that saw Iron Man? Well, you may and have that's your clickbait of the week. Uh-huh. And then he also had the Wilro awesome. Hood ice cream machine, which was always a fun shout out. Which part? Yeah, Where in his backstory, is. he has all the crystals inside that oh, little white yes. thing. Okay. Yeah, and it's the yes. Wilro Hood ice cream machine from Empire Strikes nice. Back when he's leaving Bespin. Yes. Very nice. So I didn't. That was one thing that I didn't understand. So he was. Uh, pretty much dragging himself through the desert with this ice cream machine. <laughs> I don't understand why he kept that. Why oh, did the he... crystals oh. inside are super valuable. Right. He just grabbed wherever he and could he, and that's what he grabbed. He knew that there were crystals in there. I wasn't no, too. He didn't. He got lucky. If I, if I'm not carrying around something, if I don't know if there's anything even in it, what was the why point not? of him even carrying that? Well, thing he didn't around? have anything. Cause he was escaping the mining company. Right. So he just grabbed whatever because he needed a bargaining chip. You're on a desert planet with two sons. You're yeah, gonna he die knew really there was going to be something in there. Something had to be in there. Because the it's from stuff. the mining company. Oh, okay. it, it's some type of resources they had. He didn't know how valuable it was. He probably should have traded it for more than Boba Fett's armor, but regardless. Oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, he did. Either way. So and his character was actually there was a whole book on his character from what I learned. Um, that has a whole backstory on him and all of his stuff. So if anybody's interested, look up that book and give it a read. I hear it's good. (laughs) Well, I don't read, so I won't be doing that. Nor do I. I'm just kidding. I do. Um, no, I didn't realize he had a backstory. I thought this was a new character on the show. So noted. Yeah. Yeah. I guess they're, uh, Dave Filoni's trying to bring in characters from the novels. Oh, wow. the expanded universe stuff, yeah. Right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Trying to make it all Makes canon. Sense. And speaking of Dave Filoni trying to bring stuff in, we then so now they're buddies and we get to move. And so they're all right. speeder bikes. And we have this unnecessary phallic comparison of the speeder bikes, which I don't know who <laughs> gave that the okay. But also Cobb's speeder bike is based on Anakin's pod racer. Mm. It is, yes. Because 
the pod racing sequence, we, we got to need a shout out to that because that it was it. so amazing. Well, but what are they going to do? Create a whole nother thing? It's like it could have been a already... speeder bike that looks like Mando's. He didn't need that's true. Anakin's pod racer speeder bike. Yeah, but he had to go to the flying bug guy. Yeah. Yeah. We, we missed uh, the Watto uh, sequence uh, since he's on TED. Oh, I got this speeder bike. I give it to you cheap. <laughs> Very nice impression. That was really good. <laughs> you see, I won. It won many races. You take. Very cheap. Just I for love you. how Wada wasn't racist at all. Great. What a great character. <laughs> he was. wasn't? Shout oh, out to 1999. <laughs> what a time. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, George Lucas. Anyways. Uh. The speeder bike. Yeah, so we get the speeder bikes, and that's super fun. And so then we get to see more CGI creatures. They're the dogs that are called massives that live on Geonosis. But for some reason, sand people have them, and they live on Tatooine. Because, sure. (laughs) Yep. Who knows why? It was kind of weird to see them there. Don't don't include Attack of the Clones CGI dogs. That's not a necessary... Oh, look! (laughs) R5 is cool. CGI dogs from Attack of the Clones. That's not cool. Not so cool. No, nobody wants to be reminded of the movie Attack of the Clones. Just saying. In case you're making films in the Star Wars. Yes. Please don't remind me of that film. And luckily Mando knows how to speak Tusken Raider. So that's cool. Yeah. Convenient. (laughs) Well, it was kind of needed at that moment in time. Ah, yes. What? I knew the what whole creature call about? and everything. It was just great. Oh. Actually, you know what was really stupid about the dogs? The dog. <laughs> is they had them running around the Banthas. So you have this practical effect Bantha, and then you have CGI dogs running around him. Who made that decision? I don't know. There, there, there should have been someone on set who's like the VFX person that just sits there and goes, no, this scene has, you know, a CGI character in it, so whatever other character you need, yeah, do CGI. Mm-hmm. You know, there should be a point person that does that for every scene, but I guess they don't have that person. See, and that that's something that I didn't even notice. Didn't even notice it. No, I, I would assume CGI most people don't. Out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to but me. for people like Trevor and I and people who like cinema, oh yeah, it's glaring. That's Alex, right. I thought you hated I bad don't. CGI. We've <laughs> talked about this. <laughs> Yeah, I'm also sitting there feeding my baby while I'm watching this. So my attention is kind of looking okay. down and looking back up from time to time. So I, I'm not sitting there digesting it fully 100%. I would like to go back and rewatch these episodes, though. And I so then to, yeah. we actually get to see where the crate Dragon lives. And we get the fun tie-in, the funnest tie-in that we could possibly imagine. That's where the Sarlacc pit is. What eats Sarlax? Oh, Crate Dragon eats Sarlax. Who was in Sarlax Pit? Boba Fett was in Sarlax Pit. Oh, oh my God. It's all connected. <laughs> How convenient. And it yep. was, it's that stupid line that Qui-Gon says in the stupid Phantom of the Menace. There's always a bigger fish. Like, you know, Sarlacc Pet, C-3PO talks about how big and awesome it is. Oh, look, we have this other bigger stupid thing that eats this. There's always but a bigger, the bigger fish. The bigger <laughs> stupid thing is pretty awesome. I totally it's a cool dug creature, it. but yeah, I, I I get Trevor's point. It's like so the Sarlacc pit was awesome. Why why destroy it? With you know, so we made that. this it super could... cool thing, but now 
30, 40 years later, we have this new thing that eats that super cool thing as the only reason to be a plot device to have a dramatic reveal at the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. We're sure we're not going to get to quite yet, but yes. Yes. Because <laughs> then they <laughs> stake like the Bantha point, out, just like the goat from Jurassic Park. But I did like that the dragon ate mm-hmm. the sand person guy. That was funny. I laughed. Which, <laughs> that was something that I noticed. They continuously kept walking these Banthas up there and then running away, They're making the call and then running away. Dude, run away and then turn around really quick and, go, and then keep running. Don't just They're not very smart. It. They're not. not no, very smart. And then they were like, okay, this time we're going to put three of our people down there with one Bantha. And it, it just a little silly to me. And also, that was another one of the, yeah. as the funny joke goes, it's 2020, old Ben. You can't call them sand people anymore. They're Tuscan Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> and they still yeah. call them that this episode. I know, I they like, still okay. call them I was like, oh, like, oh, they're still doing that. Okay. Sand people. <laughs> like, okay. This isn't Lawrence of the Arabia, man. <laughs> Come <Right>? on. <laughs> wow, shout out to another Alec Guinness film. Very nice. Yes. That well, was well done. Subtle, but well done. All right, so what's next? Then we have the good town meeting scene because it wouldn't be a cool show without having a town meeting to have one person give a speech of rallying everyone together to do this thing they don't want to do. My favorite is when Cara Dune did it last season. That was great. Yeah. Mm. Or the fact that it had some undertones in there. Oh, we mm. have to... Oh, they were we super... Have... There wasn't undertones. Those were overtures. Those were <laughs> yeah. big overtones. Uh, duh. <laughs> you can't be intolerant to the sand people. <laughs> nope. Uh, we don't take kindly to your kind around here. Yeah. And then we get two minutes of arrival of everyone. They literally show desert sequences for two minutes of just like drone footage of the Banthas walking on dunes. It was great. There's no dialogue, there's no real exposition. It's just like we're moving from the town yeah. to the cave. I played Candy Crush during those two minutes, to be honest. I was like, you're not wow, playing. Hope. You're not playing Funko Pop Blitz. No, no. Am oh, I anyways. still the only one playing that? Jeez. No, I'm sure there's other people playing it. And then we get a lot of sun flare on the camera because they like the J.J. Abrams lens flare. So they're like, let's do that, but with the sun, because we're going to shout out to all every previous Star Wars that comes along, whether yes. it's bad or good or the things Make we probably sure you shouldn't show highlight. Both suns in the shot this time. Both of them. Make them flare. Nice. Nicely done. <laughs> and so then we, we lay the whole trap for the big dragon. We put all the bombs there. And then Mandalorian doesn't hold the detonator just so Cobb can be like, should I press the button now? Like, they would save a bunch of dialogue if Mandalorian just held the detonator himself and launched it when he wanted to. Yeah, let me just do it. Give it, give it to me. Should I press That's it now? No, no, wait. Now? No. No, wait. No, wait. Let's just keep going this back and forth. Well, and then whenever he presses it, they, it misses, and then the thing starts getting mad and starts spewing What would have been funnier is if Baby Yoda came out and pushed the button. Like yeah, like Baby Groot. <laughs> like and on accident, blew it up at the wrong time. Yeah, Baby Yoda just runs away with him. Takes God, that would have been fantastic. Why didn't they do that? Oh, that would have been so much more oh, fun. Oh, that would have been good. Like, where, where is it? We can't find the detonator. And he's, <laughs> like, waddling away. In the crib, waddling away. 
teething on it. Oh, well. Missed opportunity. <laughs> so another thing that kind of this in this scene, this is probably what bothered me the most out of this entire show was. Yeah. OK, so you've got this dragon thing going from mountain to mountain to hills and stuff like that. Uh-huh. It it slinks into one hill and pops out of another hill. And I mean, screaming pops out sands everywhere. And Mando looks over and says, ah, there he is. Well, duh, there he is. <laughs> There's a giant 80-foot dragon screaming out of a... There he is. Well, I never noticed duh. that. One. He wasn't like funny. one Tuscan Raider who's like a sniper up on the hill. <laughs> oh, it was... I, like, I'm like... Because it's not like it was like... Boom, there he is. It was like boom, 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 boom. boom. <laughs> There he is. Yeah. The dragon did do the good surprise all those times. He's like, surprise, mm. mother trucker, all these different right? times. <laughs> like, now I'm over here. Now I'm over here. Now I'm over here. The it's acid like was pretty cool, though, too. Packs. Sorry, what was? I love the acid. Like, rather than fire, just have the acid yes. that melts all yeah. the Tuscan people. That was cool. That was cool. I like acid. Yeah. Acid's, awesome. Acid's fun, because you get to see them dissolving. Dissolving yeah. all those Las Vegas Raiders. Tuscan Raiders. Tuscan Raiders. <laughs> not Las Vegas Raiders. Tuscan Raiders. Got it. Okay. Dissolve them too. That's fine. <laughs> that would be fine with me. They'll do that on their own. They will. Sadly. And then we got a Womp Rat reference about... They must have said Womp Rat at least a dozen times. Yeah. Everything was a Womp Rat, no matter what it is. Everything. Doesn't matter what it is, right? Yeah, you're a Womp Rat. No, you're a Womp Rat. Hey, that this was like, are this like shooting Womp Rats? You know those Womp Rats? It's like, Luke said that once, offhand, okay? Right. We got it. <laughs> like, wink, wink, get it? Oh. <laughs> yeah, we get it. They were over the top with their connections to previous Star Wars. It's fun to see little Easter eggs. It's not fun when, when everything, is? everything yeah. is a big, huge, like, gigantic, like, dragon egg. Well, that's kind yeah. of that this whole episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was. That was my main complaint was that it didn't feel new enough. It felt like we we're just retreading stuff. But mm. hey, man, the Force Awakens was good. Yeah, it was. It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> and so then we get the point where Mando is killed, but he doesn't actually get killed because oh no, he totally Men in Blacks that whole thing. Yeah, there's some <laughs> magic electrical pulse or some weird thing. I mean, it's a super badass sequence when he has the like electrical charges go around him and he flies out with the jetpack and then blasts the thing. That's super awesome. But that was great. He's dead. I have to say. But yeah, he would be dead. But that, no, I no. I, first of all, I thought he was, his suit was made out of Beskar armor. I didn't realize it was made out of plot armor. That's impressive. Well, That's also, I mean, he has a cloth cape. That didn't even melt with the no. acid that melts entire in, people and stuff. His cape must be have some extra armor on it, too. <laughs> yep. His pants are, look magic. like they're cloth pants. They didn't come off. No, no, no. Acid doesn't doesn't dissolve that. Yeah, I don't know if you knew that. I will say, dude, good on Dave Filoni for doing this for, and, and he probably did it because he listens. He's a okay. fan of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when Mando decides to kick or whatever, kick Cobb makes his uh, jetpack go off. Yeah, he mm-hmm. did not add the Wilhelm. The screen. Wilhelm screen. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> That would have been really weird to hear Jimmy Elf and yell, 
Oh my god. And then you've seen the poetry sequence where it's from Return of the Jedi where Han is blind and he's like Boba Fett and he spins around and he hits his jetpack and Boba Fett goes off into the Sarlacc pit. This was the same exact sequence kind of thing. Right. Just yeah. without the Wilhelm scream, yeah. Yeah. Great. It was pretty much a callback to say, hey, these jetpacks do that. Everything's a callback. Yep. Dang. Everything. Everything's a callback or just a quick shot of Baby Yoda to please the And then the episode ends with Monk Boba Fett for no reason. <laughs> Staring well, hold the on. Camera. They also find that like orb thing, the pearl. What is what is that pearl, and why was that? I don't think it matters. The... I, think, I thought it was a crate dragon egg. That's what I thought too. I think it was just okay. an egg that they found. They're excited. Oh, okay. Yeah, because the, then they put thing. Baby Yoda on the carcass for no reason. Like he's standing on the head of the carcass just so he could be included in that shot. <laughs> Did you get the picture? Yeah. Did you get <laughs> That's what it looked like. That went on Baby Yoda's Instagram. I'm pretty sure. Do it for the gram. So we all kind of knew that this was going to happen. That Boba Fett was coming back. I thought it would have been more cool to just have like the sheriff or the, the marshal, sorry, wearing the outfit. And that would have been the only callback. That's what but I no. thought. I thought they that was going to be it. No, but we had to seeing... actually trot Boba Fett out because he's such a cool character that everyone loved. People loved the armor. Don't they realize? That's why the toys were bought. It's the armor. <laughs> it's not the character. It's the armor. The armor's amazing. And just keep the armor. The, sh- the Marshal should have kept the armor. Yeah. Whatever. Well, and that's the thing. So <laughs> Boba Fett, that's what makes me think that this episode is going to end up being a lot in Tatooine because we see Boba Fett at the end. I don't know. I don't know. I think they're going to come back to it, though. I think he's Just shoot Boba Fett in that damn head and then bury him with the armor. Done. Man, you guys get so dark in these. <laughs> Why does everybody have to die? Nobody has to be shot. He already did die. He Nobody died, like, however many years ago. The Sarlacc pit killed him, okay? The Crate Dragon didn't. Co- How did he live? Totally agree. <laughs> so the Sarlacc but pit I'm, digests I'm him. Saying, <laughs> I'm even saying in other episodes, the kid from Baba Duke. Why couldn't the Baba Duke just murder the child? <laughs> everybody has to die for you guys. Yes. No. Yes. Not everybody has to die. No, just unnecessarily annoying characters. Boba Fett always has been an annoying character. And we got him dead. Return of the Jedi killed him. It was great. And they trotted and him Marshall... out of being double killed. Like literally the Sarlacc pit killed him. And then if a crate dragon ate a Sarlacc pit with somebody in it, he killed him again. And then he's still alive. He's, he's doubly dead. Doubly dead. <laughs> Doubly dead. Or is it a great big plot twist? And this is really just one of the clones that's dressing up like him. Oh, I heard that that theory too. Oh, really? but he's not you dressing up like up him. He's wearing a damn monk oh, outfit. No. That's what I'm saying. Well, he probably no, I mean, like with he, the maybe that's people. a fake out for the fans, though. Oh well, that's true oh. because based on Clone Wars, there's a bunch of old clones who are still living on Tatooine. So it could there be. There you go. So it and they be. think it's Boba Fett, and he goes, oh, "I don't know what you're talking about." Good. The Marshall, the Marshall wears the Boba Fett outfit better, anyways. Handsome I man, so I tell cool. you. It would have been so cool that to know Handsome that there was man. a Marshall somewhere out there in the middle of the desert wearing Boba Fett's armor. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, sorry. Right. Boy can dream. But yeah, overall, it was a fun episode, but really, it's like I really was hoping that this show in general would have expanded the universe, and all it's been doing is making it feel smaller and smaller every episode. I completely agree. Everything is connected and related and a callback to something, rather than 
because they can blaze their own course because they're not so reliant on the force and Jedis and all that. You can dive into all kinds of lore and all kinds of brand new planets, but we're back on Tatooine. We're back with Boba Fett. Everything has to be connected. Oh, look, here's a callback to our CGI droids. Here's a callback to the thing that's in A New Hope that's just a skeleton. And now it actually ate the Sarlacc pit. I definitely agree, Prog. It's a ton of fun. You take those 52 minutes, it's entertaining 52 minutes. If you take it as part of the Star Wars universe, it's not a big deal. (laughs) Rebels and Clone Wars, man. They're not live action, but there's storytelling. I felt like this was grand spectacle without plot. It is. That's what it was. Monster of the week, baby. Best thing ever. This saves Star Wars. <laughs> I don't know why, but we're in the minority. It just always blows my mind. Man. I know. I mean, okay. it, I don't know. Maybe I'm expecting too much of Star Wars, even though I watch the sequels and I enjoy them. But, oh, you, you're not expecting enough of Star Wars. Oh, OK, fine. I'll go right. watch Mandalorian. Oh, this is amazing. OK, I guess I'm expecting too much. It's weird. I, I'm just in the wrong place with the Star Wars fandom right now. <laughs> And that's why we have a podcast, so you can let this out. They were good notes. (laughs) (laughs) I I look forward to this Friday. Yeah, I don't think I have much else to say about this. I don't either, really. There's not anything else to say. Awesome, so stay tuned to the Secondary Heroes podcast, because we're going to do this for every single episode of Season 2 of The Mandalorian. Heck yeah, man. That's right. So make sure that you're following us over on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, all of the majors, because that's where we're going to be posting these episodes and little fun things here and there throughout the week. I don't know. Well, whatever we see, we post on there. Awesome. So to everyone listening, we hope you enjoy. We'll talk to you next time. Bye, go. Toodaloo.